0: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Barrett. We have covered some real ground today on the program, looked at the presidential race, looked at Utah's Fourth congressional district race. We looked at the race for the governor. Uh, got some insight from Derek Brown, chair of the Republican Party, as well as uh, Scott Howell, former Utah State Senator. Uh, lots of good conversation. There's plenty, plenty still to come. We are standing by. I'll give you a little heads up on what may come. We're standing by for remarks to be delivered by the Trump campaign. Uh, a little bird told me it might be Eric Trump uh, delivering some words on behalf of the campaign. Not exactly sure. Uh, in what capacity he delivers those remarks, but uh, they come uh, right about the same time we learn that the Trump campaign has filed uh, now additional lawsuits, this time against the state of Pennsylvania, claiming that uh, their access to uh, counting locations and polling locations has been limited. We'll see what comes of that, certainly bring you the latest as soon as it's available. Another race here in the state of Utah, which uh, I'll admit, in full disclosure, has my attention uh, because because of the fact that I spent about five years working in Washington, D.C., bouncing back and forth between there and here in Utah, uh, working as an aide to Congressman Rob Bishop, who for the past while has represented Utah's first congressional district. He uh, made it known that he wouldn't be seeking re-election. And after the results of last night, we now know that uh, Blake Moore, Blake Moore will be uh, replacing Rob Bishop as representative from Utah's first congressional district. Joining me now is outgoing Congressman Rob Bishop. Sir, how are you?
1: Fine. I, I guess a massive write-in for me didn't materialize. Is that what you're telling me?
0: Awesome. <laughs> sorry, sorry to say the write-in campaign didn't work out for you. Darn. <laughs> what, what does it mean when you hear yourself referred to as outgoing congressman?
1: Um, it is it is strange. There is a, a touch of nostalgia about it. Uh, I have to admit, though, that this last year was so difficult in Washington, and uh, and and chaotic, and the lack of control. Or you know, like uh, I'm an old school teacher. Everything had to be a syllabus for me. Having everything running by the seat of her pants by the speaker has made Washington very and uh, un- is not a nice place to work. This last year. So I'm I'm not going to miss that chaos and just the inability to organize and figure out, like, when you're actually going to vote on a given day. So I'm not going to I'm not going to miss any of that. But I think I'll miss a whole lot of other things. And especially depending on how the result of the election turns out, which right now no one knows.
0: Yeah. What advice do you give Blake Moore as he charges into this chaos as you describe it?
1: Um. It is very difficult to get caught up in the, the the geist of the time period back there. And what he needs to do is remember he is a conservative from Utah. He needs to be rooted in that philosophy. It was helpful to me to have assistance that would help me to remind me of that. Because sometimes you, you get caught up in this, the moment of the time and you, you miss that kind of concept. Uh, Utah has a different outlook than many of the other states, and I think Utah's outlook on government is the right outlook on government, and especially if it leads to, uh, to more limited government and the idea of federalism, which the founders had. If he, he works simply to those goals, he will do a good job in representing Utah. Uh, I think that's what everybody who represents Utah has to do. So it's not just he, not just him. It's everyone else that's that's going back there to To uh, work for the people of Utah. And, you know, let's let's face it, who the president is will make a big difference on how that happens. And especially for Utah, Utah, um, Utah would have some unique challenges if uh, Mr. Biden actually is 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 successful. Yeah. When it's all said and
0: done. You and I had a conversation earlier this morning, and you brought up something that I had, uh, if I'm honest, I, I hadn't thought uh, as much about as I believe I, I should have. A, a good portion of Utah, and in particular Utah's first congressional district, uh, derives uh, its income from energy extraction. That is a big business in the uh, Uinta Basin and elsewhere here in the state of Utah. And we have heard on the debate stage and elsewhere, both from Joe Biden and and Kamala Harris, that that is an area of industry here in the United States that would be greatly challenged. What does that mean for Utah, and how do we combat it?
1: Well, first of all, um, Biden-Harris, Harris Harris is consistent in what she says in the effort of trying to minimize any kind of extraction industry, whether it's oil or gas or just typical mining for critical minerals. Uh, Biden has gone back and forth, but also has said some things that would threaten it. If they actually went through with that, uh, the Uinta Basin would be devastated, and I don't think most people in Utah realize how much of our revenue in the state, just to run the state and pay for our education, comes from extraction and especially from mining. Sometimes you might need to have Brian Summers on just to talk about what Utah gains from mining, and that is a source of revenue that could not be made up by uh, by recreation or, or any other kind of industry. That that would have that opportunity. And so, what it would mean is that uh, Governor Cox would have uh, a very difficult time if he wants to make sure that you have enough money to run the education system and everything else. He needs to stand up for those types of industries because it means that much to the economy of Utah and to the future of our our school kids, which means that um, as, as much as civility may be a goal, He's going to have to fight very hard, and so will the delegation have to fight very hard to make sure that Utah is not adversely impacted, which it could be. Uh, it, it could be devastating to Utah's economy where they actually – where Harris and Biden's words actually to be put into effect, especially dealing with fracking, which has been done successfully by states for almost oh, – for over a 100 years.
0: You mentioned briefly uh, the the – the reality of revenues uh, in that fashion coming from recreation uh, you, you say that, uh, that there's not enough that comes in from recreation to to make up for what would be the losses uh if biden harris policies were implemented i thought i thought we were the recreation center of the of the intermountain west
1: look a good economy has a whole lot of different elements to it recreation has to be an essential element but it cannot be the only element um uh, and i think those states uh, I mean, look at Hawaii specifically. After 9-11, when the, when the recreation industries and travel was limited and beginning of the COVID virus, when everyone was staying home, they suffered the most because they were not a well-balanced uh, re- economy. Utah has with good balance to it, but it needs not just the recreation and tourism, but also it means industry, mining, especially for critical minerals as well as extraction for oil and gas in the basin. Those things have to work hand in hand. And if you eliminate one of those, you put us at risk. And if you eliminate both mining and extraction, then I don't know how well Utah's economy can actually handle that kind of a hit to it.
0: We're speaking with Representative Rob Bishop, currently representing Utah's first congressional district, uh, but uh, did not participate in the race, announcing his retirement from Congress uh, will be replaced by Blake Moore. We'll speak with... Uh, congressman-elect more uh, just after the news. But, Rob, let me ask you one final question before I let you go. Uh, Trump or Biden, you have any predictions? How is this going to shake out? You've seen, you've witnessed a a, a presidential election or two in your day.
1: Oh, thank you for saying how old I am. (laughs) Um, I I don't think any has been, there have been a a couple of close ones. I mean, 2000 was very close. Um, 2004 was close. 68 was extremely close, 60 was extremely close, Uh, 76 was extremely close, but not as confusing as this is Mm -hmm. simply because a lot of the structure of how you handle elections were in place for those other elections. So there's a whole bunch of different ideas as to not just the counting of ballots, but when a ballot is actually legal, when it has been legally collected, when it should be legally counted – and that's going to run a whole bunch of, of, of races. So it, there have been a lot of close elections. The United States is, has come through them. We'll probably come through this one as well. But this is probably much more complicated than any of those other races would have been. And yeah, who knows? I, I still think – well, I don't know. I really don't know. I still think President Trump, to me, looking at the states that are still in play and what his – what his lead is right now in those states, seems to have the driver's seat. But who knows what can happen?
0: Yeah, we'll see. And we're, in fact, standing by for an address to be delivered by some representative of the Trump campaign. Maybe President Trump himself, maybe uh, Eric Trump will have to see. And as soon as they step to the mic, we'll bring you that here live on KSL News Radio. Congressman Rob Bishop, thank you for your time.
1: It's good to talk to you again, Lee. Take care.
0: Yeah, always. Talk to you later. Uh, all right, that's it for this. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back after the news, we will hear from Congressman elect Blake Moore, who will be, come January, representing Utah's first congressional district, filling in for Rob Bishop, outgoing congressman. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.